and mean. Uh, someday I'll be big in the city and all you're ever gonna be. <laughs> now we're off beat. We're off beat. <laughs> Tell me you are white AF as fuck and without telling me you are white AF as fuck. <laughs> so sorry. When this episode's coming out, it has been officially one, two, three, four days since the Speak Now Taylor's version has been released. I did you guys have a nice seven seven seven. I hope you did. Happy Monday. My name is Jaren. My pronouns are he him. <laughs> My name is Lars. My pronouns are he him. And we are your host of Typically Divergent Podcast. <laughs> Here goes our theme song eventually. <laughs> oh wait, actually, hold on. I've got a I've got a quick beat. Do. You like that? Okay, well, that's what we're starting off with then because don't anybody fucking take that TM trademark. We could do it right here on the mic, on these microphones. We could sit here. But we're going to start from there and we're going to build. So, so far, guys, that is our jingle so far. I was at the zoo a couple weeks ago with Nicholas and we went to Toledo Zoo. I told you about the story. Um, nothing too exciting, you guys. I didn't like, you know, poop my pants or anything. Um, <laughs> I didn't poop. I didn't poop. We were walking around. I we were walking around the zoo, and I was like, doom, doom, doom. It like, kept playing in my head, and I was like, there you go. Hold on, Nicholas. I got to record this. And then I also, I also have a book idea that I wrote down. Oh, cool. Amazing things come to my mind when I'm watching the jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> you should name it the jellyfish. I really wish. Oh they could. my god! How are you doing today, Lars? In this moment, good. Good. Same. In in this very moment, right now, we are good. Mm-hmm. I would say in this moment, I'm like a seven eight. A couple yeah. days ago, same. four five six. You know, same usual. But um, I drank a bunch of coffee and got dinner put together. <laughs> you did it quickly. I know. Beow, beow, beow. Beow, beow, beow. And then poured me a glass or a, a cup of coffee. Yeah, I did with my Galian mug. <laughs> But with yes. big old eyeballs. Big old eyeballs. With glasses. Balls on my face. Get your balls on my face. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, There's our jingle. <laughs> stand above me and put your balls on my face. Okay. I've been waiting for not a very long time, but for a couple days to uh, get you to watch this video. And you're going to watch this video. And okay. anybody that is on TikTok and is, uh, is in the loop of Kevin Leo... Leon- Leonardo and his YouTube videos. <gasps> no, I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've seen this. Are you ready? Have you have you seen it? Seen it? Yes. Oh, you've seen it. I logged you... in. 18 <laughs> and years old. Plus Damn YouTube. It. I saw it. Damn it. I showed it to Jenny and I didn't tell her what it was. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> for the listeners at home, this is just what the sound of it is so I far. Okay. This is how hairy my butt is right now. And then it's his chocolate starfish. Just <laughs> <laughs> and it is on YouTube of all I, places. Honestly, I was like, I couldn't believe. are you kidding me? I couldn't believe it was on YouTube. I didn't think that they would allow so- something like that. I, I didn't either. And I was like, well, okay, maybe it's like his butt cheek or something, right? Yeah. No, you got your whole ass asshole yeah out there in a little bit of your taint the confidence 
in that of that man. I mean, I put my butthole out there on the internet, but I wouldn't do it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. It is a good looking butthole. It's a good butthole. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. Lots of assholes. I could I could hear my dad in the back of my head. Well, Jaron, once you've seen one, you've seen them all. I, no. Hey, Dad. No. Um, you're wrong. There are a lot of different booty holes. Just like breasts. Yep. You've seen one boob. You've seen one. No. There's so many different types. Yeah. And I They're think that's what makes them. I was just. Oh, my God. Totab, you just took the words out of my mouth. They're all beautiful. Um, they are all Even beautiful. Even all the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, do you guys, uh, audience, you guys remember Heather from season one? Uh, I'm sure you do. Um, she was over at my house a couple days ago. And we were hanging out in the pool. And I know we were hanging out in the pool and just chit chatting. And I had this thought that came across my mind and I want to ask you. Okay. Okay. If you could pick any of the following end of times apocalyptic scenario. Okay. Which would you pick? You've got zombies post fallout. So like nuclear war desertation of the planet. So like Dune. Oh, okay. 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 Um, what are other options? Oh, Hunger Games. Like fighting each other. And killing each wow. other. Right. Right. I'm going to pass on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would not want to do that. It does not sound fun. Okay. So out of those four, which would okay. you do? I would say either the desertation or zombies. Why? Why those two? Because, okay, so fallout, nuclear fallout uh-huh. is just all around dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any room for error. Okay. Hunger Games is just, that's fucking nuts. Right. Like that is ethically and just like resourceful. The lack of resources and ethically just fucked up. Mm-hmm. Also kind of similar, like what's happening right now. Yeah. But continue. Um, so the and reason I mean why I go to that desertation is because me personally could adapt better to a change in surroundings. Okay. Like that. Okay. You still have water in the desert. Very scarce. Right. But I mean, like, I think that there's less room for, when I say air, I mean, like, it changes and then that's just the way that it is. Mm-hmm. You know okay. what I mean? Then you can just adapt and, like, figure out what you need to do. Okay. Zombies would be my number one pick, I, I, I feel, because if, if this were the case, like, we would have all the resources left over from the previous world, right? Right. So with zombies you have shit that you can use against zombies. Mm -hmm. Like you've got weapons, houses, you've got like shelter. Mm -hmm. Humans can start over eventually when we are left to our own devices in a place that we, that's familiar. Okay. So, I mean, like I, I go to livestock, I go to like cultivating, like vet cultivate, cultivating vegetables, fruit, like starting over. Okay. You know, like, and we have again, weapons Mm -hmm. and we would just be, there's more, places to use resources okay to de- defend yourself against zombies okay, okay. well i picked, what about you i picked zombies because okay. it's the one that i know the most about right and i feel that i could make myself resourceful mm-hmm. knowing a trade to make myself worthy of being a part of a community yeah and heather had made a comment and she goes I would be okay with the zombies if I knew that when people died of natural causes that they wouldn't come back as a zombie. Because at that point, no matter what, any every, anybody and everybody will at some point turn into a zombie. Mm-hmm. That could cause additional chaos within communities. Because, like, let's say somebody has a heart attack and, like, nobody's around to see them. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, boom, mm-hmm. you're, you're waking up and your community is destroyed. And I was like, okay. But she chose um, the fallout. Did she say why? Um, she did, but I can't remember why. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Heather. When you don't have anything left, how do you fight radiation? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, 
How Heather, do you fight Reddit? Heather, radiation? email me. I could text you right now, but I can't because let us know. Right I'm right curious. Now. Let us know. Yeah. Also, I am a huge fan of The Walking Dead, so I already know everything. Right, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I was like the mo- the, the only non Pokemon video games that I've ever played. They yeah. were always like survival horror of some sort, like yeah. in the sense of like zombie thriller. And so we've been preparing for this our whole lives. <laughs> Between Walking Dead and the Living Dead and Night of the Living Dead, yeah, all those horror movies. Like we got this. Where would you, if we had a zombie apocalypse, where would be the place that you feel like you'd be the safest? I'd go to my dad's because he lives out in the country. Okay. It's out of the city. But as far, yeah. I mean, when any sort of end game, end time, end of time thing happens, uh, guaranteed you have to be out of the city in three days. Yeah. Oh, elect- electricity. I didn't even think about that one. Electricity going out. Mm-hmm. I would choose that. Yeah. And that's another thing too about a zombie apocalypse. And even with desertation, even fallout with hunger games, you have, you could, you still have a, um, a hierarchy. Right. After, after that, like after you have nuclear, radiation excuse me or any type of like where it's just taking everybody out to the same level Mm -hmm. it's easier but then eventually as humans do we'll Mm -hmm. make another hierarchy right because we we are like animals then we need need to have control we need to have some sort of pecking order yeah i would go to the fort until i figured out what i was gonna do if i wasn't gonna go with jan if i wasn't able to i'm sure that he probably has put us into that group jenny and i and everybody but it's tough because like you think about my dad. I think about my dad. Because he's somewhere else. He's somewhere else. He just got his hip replaced. <laughs> hip hip hooray. <laughs> hip hip hooray. And you think about like all those, how your family's just kind of spread out. Like that's the privilege of us though. We don't understand how that would ever be. We've never been and put in that position before. So to bring the li- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Yeah. I had to stop myself from going off on a tangent. If there's a weird jump cut, if there's a weird jump, jump cut, it, things got sad. <laughs> um, speaking of end of times, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. Um, literally during the month of uh, pride specifically. Um, if anybody needs any additional resources or guidance or any sort of direction on what they feel is necessary for them in order to feel safe when they are a U.S. citizen, we have a link for a human rights campaign on our link tree if anybody needs any additional resources or information or any like phone numbers. Um, again, I meant to say that and mention that for all of the entire, for all of the month of June, and it is now July, so sorry, folks. But if anybody needs that information, we do have that <laughs> yes. readily available for you. Yes. So, um, do we have anything else to catch people up? My hair is blue now. I got mine cut. N- Lars got his hair cut. Mine is blue. It looks good. It got so hot in the salon. Long story short, we're not going to get into it, but there was an incident next door. And fans and heaters had to be placed in our salon to dry up some water for six days. And it was 92 degrees. And it got so hot. It wasn't bad at first, but then it started to get warmer. God, it got so bad. I know. One of my clients was like, oh, don't worry about it. It's not that hot in here. And I was like, you were so sweet. Also, it's going to get hot. It is. It is going to get hotter. (laughs) And I have been, I I am the only one that is in here and I have to be in here all day. I am sweating. I was hella, hella overstimulated. Yeah. And I had cute cut off jean shorts on which means that they were not which means that they were not comfortable right i was dressing for pride yes not the gay pride but physical pride physical pride vanity uh so what are we doing today lars (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, we're going to talk just, just quickly about um, what this month is. You mean? Disability Pride Month. You mean to tell me that after June, and we go straight into July of Independence Day? Yeah. It's not automatically straight Pride Month again? Nope. Okay. Sorry about you. Sorry about you, peeps. I mean, straight people can be disabled, too. <laughs> That's true. Oh, real quick about straight people. I don't know if there's any straight men out there. And I'm sure that if you're listening to us and you like our show, that you probably don't treat women in negative ways. But let me just tell you something. Can you please treat women a little better? Because I am under the assumption that the reason why this interaction I had with a woman at the gym a couple days ago went sour because I am a white man that walked up to her, but she was so rude that those little outbursts that we've talked about in the Mm -hmm. past where Eric was like, you got to let it out. Did you do it? It was a really small one, but I let something out. Okay. And I, 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 I needed something that I needed a weight, a plate. It's a 45 pound weight. Um, that was at her station and I was just like, I waved her down and I was like, Hey, can I borrow this? And she was like muttered something under her breath. <gasps> and I was like, yeah, can I borrow this? And she's like, sure, fine. Just take it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then she muttered something else again. And I looked at her and I said, I was just trying to be nice. So then I walked back over to my station where I was going to work out. And then I was like, you know, you can be like this. <laughs> and I like, I really, uh, that adrenaline got me going. And then yeah. I thought about it for a second and I was like, Jaren, calm the fuck down. You are a white man in a gym. She does not, you, you don't want to talk to people and i was like right. yeah but i was being nice okay but like what was your approach like in her opinion and it came down to the fact that there's a possibility that like you know she just doesn't want she does not like the way that men treat her so that is again an assumption. or she's just a brat either way if it's because i am a man approaching her hey men do nicer because me <laughs> me as a gay person i can't even get women to interact with me <laughs> I can't even live. They can't be nice to me. (laughs) And I deserve to be nice to. (laughs) So anyway, that was, that was my spiel about straight people. (laughs) Yes. So disability month. Yes. But I wanted to (laughs) tell you about a few things before, if you don't mind. Oh, okay. The 4th of July. Yeah. We went to the fort to look at, to watch the fireworks with our fort family. We do it every year. After we were done with that, um, we went home Uh and Michaela was with me. Oh, hi, so it was Michaela. really nice to have my sister with me. And she was with me because, of course, my mother's house was drama. Like, always uh-huh. always and fucking forever, right? Right. So she comes over. She wants relief. So she goes to her brother's house. Okay. Right? Right. Of course. Why wouldn't you? So we left the boys at home while we watched the fireworks. Uh-huh. They always go in the kitchen. That's where they hang out while we're away. Mm-hmm. And there was some anxiety about leaving them at home on the 4th of July not only because of the fireworks, but because we have our new neighbors. Oh, right. And we weren't sure what they were going to do because they had some people over. Oh, my God. And no, so we were many like, fireworks were in our neighborhood last week. Yeah. Ugh. And so we were really worried about like our house. Yeah. Um, because people are just not smart when it comes to fireworks, plus booze. Right. You know? Statistically speaking, yeah. it is true. So when we when we got back, they're, the neighbors that I'm referring to are the second house from the corner on the right-hand side. Mm-hmm. We were I was coming in and i was about ready to turn onto the, my street mm-hmm. i wasn't paying attention thankfully jenny was paying attention they were lighting fireworks in fireworks off in the street but it wasn't just any firework it was fucking mortars no uh... jenny if she did not tell me hey lars fucking stop uh-huh. i would have driven right over a mortar as it was being shot off so you, Jen literally she saved the car and she saved our lives because oh I mean, I'm sure we probably would have been okay, but there's gas 
I don't know if anybody knows this, but there's gas in fucking cars. It's 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 still an explosion <laughs> explosive. It's device. a two ton vehicle with gas. Right, and it those fire <laughs> those any fireworks should not be getting set off in the middle of of a of a of a, a public street. Yeah. So oh my god, I stop the car. I take a deep breath. I turn around. I go past your house, and I'm just like, I wish Darren was here. We just, just we would just go take care of it. You know, (laughs) but anyway, we think we would, we would. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So we get up in front. So I, I park on the other side of the street from my house. Uh I tell the girls, I'm like, I need a moment Uh because if I go out there right now, I'm going to say something that I don't mean. And I'm going to do something that I will regret. Yeah. And it'll just start drama. And I really don't want to deal with the police. No. So I sit in the car for about three minutes and I take deep breaths. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) fuck me. Fuck me. I don't care about what happens to me. But I have my little sister and my girlfriend in the car. Right. We get out. I'm okay. I get it. We get out. Kayla needs to go home. And they're still lighting firewalk fireworks off in like behind right behind my sister's car. Uh-huh. I don't say anything, but I'm standing out there because I want her to be able to get out yeah. like safely. All this is said and done. We go upstairs. We go to sleep. I get up for work the next day. There's trash all over the street. Uh-huh. All over the yard. I even took a picture of it. I can show you later. Oh, fireworks make a fucking mess. Awful. And they didn't even like, they didn't even think to even just like pick it up. And these people are tenants. They don't own the home. Of a, of a, of a rental. Of a, yes, of a rental. So to make a long story short, um, that next day, mm-hmm. four people called the landlord. The, the tent, the landlord was like really sorry, ap- pro- apologized profusely because this is not something like this, these are things that happen that occur. Like there's always something going on at this house. Like, so on the phone, the landlord was apologizing profusely. And she was just like, this is the fourth, fifth call I've gotten today about these people. Uh, You know, I'm like really, really sorry. Like, and she goes, but I want you to know that we're serving them an eviction notice. Oh, God. (laughs) That's the (laughs) day. We got to take care of this neighborhood. I'm not going to have these people in here. Like you can't do that. I know. It's very disrespectful. It's so cute that you're like, gotta take care of this neighborhood. And I'm like, just leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, just leave me alone. But like the people that are in our, in my street and in your street, I mean, like, we just want to be quiet. You know what I mean? Like, we just want quiet. We just want peace. And you say that. And the lady across the street has like these crazy ass fucking parties during the spring, summer and late fall that will last until like three in the morning Sunday. But is she burning trash? No, you're right. <laughs> Does she leave their dogs out in Excuse over me. 90 degree heat? No, because she doesn't have a dog. And like three below zero and just let them out there for hours. Okay, everybody. So na- the neighbor's an asshole. They're leaving. Yeah. Anyway, so. <laughs> so that is the tea. That has made me free. Well, I'm so glad that you've got some free tea. (sighs) Free tea. And it's just, just stress has just, I feel like has been lifted off of our shoulders and our neighbor's shoulders because it's just enough, like enough. I love that between the two of us, the one that is the gayest of us brings the last amount of tea to the podcast. It's always you. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel so good. (laughs) I'm like, thank God. So when people are like, so what's the tea? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Go talk to Lars. Yeah, I know what's up. I, I know what's going on. He, he he's like that nosy ass neighbor. The other thing that I, I'll, I'll keep this short and sweet. Ooh, okay. I drove past my childhood home. Oh, you did? I did. <gasps> you did. It was really sad. Because oh. a lot of just emotions just flood my body and I didn't know how to handle it. Uh-huh. So um, I stopped over to the neighbors that lived across the street from us and I asked if the mom was home uh-huh. and she was home. And I so I sat in their garage and talked to them for a minute. 
Good. They told me that my childhood home, childhood home is now an Airbnb. So that was a whole emotional roller coaster because I went and I found it on Airbnb.com. Uh-huh. And I looked at the photos and they've completely flipped it. Uh-huh. It's flipper gray. It's disgusting. Whatever. And pewter flipper gray. It's disgusting. It felt very violating because there was like reviews and like it's popular. It's a really popular spot because it's in a really great area. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a beautiful house. It's got a f- huge fenced in yard. So you can bring your pets. It's a long staycation. But I was reading the reviews and like the description of the home. Mm-hmm. I cried oh. a lot. Yeah. I don't want to like talk about it a lot, but like on here, like we can talk about it more, but it just really like, just like. Because somebody else is experiencing a life that you could have had. That. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like the whole idea of taking a home. Mm-hmm that I'm personally connected to and turn into an Airbnb for profit and having traffic come through it mm-hmm. feels just for me, violating. it's just disrespectful and violating because yeah. you don't know the trauma mm-hmm. and like the good, the bad and the ugly that went down in that house. Yeah. And so like for me to like hear that, just like listen to or read those reviews and read the description of like a day, what it would be like in that house is just like, this sucks. Yeah. So we're going to go rent it for a few days. <laughs> You gonna stay in your old room? I don't know. I think I'll probably just go in the living room and lay on the floor. <laughs> and my back is just like. Eh. I think you should let everybody know. Hey, rooms are not permanent; they are temporary, and we could switch at any moment. Yeah, because you may want to stay in that room. That's where Jenny and I first. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, speaking of crying, I had a little cry session the other day too. Nicholas's family cat Archie passed away. I like to sometimes get high and cry with my dog. Yeah, and okay. so I mean, if anybody out there is judging me, fuck off. Yeah, disengage um, from this podcast. No, just this maybe this episode or this for the next five minutes. <laughs> so I like to, I like sometimes I like to cry and I like to cry and get high with my dog. I like to get high and cry with my dog, and so we just kind of laid on the floor and we just had a little cry session together. I mean, it was mainly me, you know, like Dozer doesn't cry very often, but. Yeah. Um, he doesn't like to partake. He likes to just watch and yeah. and pat my face. Um, but we were having this cute, beautiful crying moment on the living room floor. And I kind of like just look up and both Apollo and Boomer (laughs) are in two separate areas of the house, just staring at us. Like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And I I looked at Dozer and I was like, we're going upstairs. And so we went upstairs to the bed and cried for another 45 minutes. It felt nice. It's good. It's good to cry. I'd like to cry more often. I hit this like point of crying where it's like, okay, that's enough. You need to reserve it. And then I'm, and then I'm like, why? I know. <laughs> and then it, like, I, I literally, I can't get past that threshold. It's like, why am I not? What, am, what is going on with me? Yeah. Why? I feel so blocked. I think it might be my antidepressants too. Well, I am raw dog. In life <laughs> I'm raw dog here. in life, and I can't cry. <laughs> <laughs> um. But I, um, yeah, I wanted to share that with you because I, I felt like it was a really personal experience and it was something that I was searching for recently more to reconnect with my child, like my child, yeah, the, my child within me. I was on that side of town and I was just like, I'm just going to go. Something was pulling me over there. Yeah. I'm glad that I did because now I know that it's an Airbnb and now I'm going to stay it's there. It's going to be so easy for you to get in it. I know. If anybody that's... that's the wrong thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> for anybody that's new and hasn't listened to season one, I once reached out to the owners of uh, my childhood home mm-hmm. and was able to reconnect with my inner child at that home. You can read, you can listen to the episode somewhere in season one. It's a one. good one. I don't know where it's at, but. I think it's a really cool thing that you did that. I think more people should. But not everybody feels that way about homes. Not everybody feels that way about homes. And I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out there that don't need to go find their inner child because it's been with them this whole time. <laughs> that's true. I wonder what that's like. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. No more okay. sadness. Sorry. What are we doing today, Lars? I would like to bring some light to the disability month of July. Okay. It's not a whole lot. I just feel that it's important to acknowledge this month and the people who make a disability month important. Okay. You know, our dis- disabled friends, family, coworkers, mm-hmm. etc. Members. Signal or significant others like myself. Yeah. One of the things that I did to celebrate Jenny this month was I took her out to eat. Uh-huh. We got her her wheelchair, which is really cool, mm-hmm. like very symbolic. Um, and I've just been doing little things here and there just to remind her that she's seen and that she's not any less of a person. Okay. You know, that she's valid and that she's enough. So I don't know. I'm assuming here. Do you also make a point to let her know that her disability does not identify her? Yes. Okay. Because I feel like it's really easy for people to allow one thing to take over their entire life and claim their personality. And right. I know that like in the past, I have done that as well. And I know that we made a couple, we've cracked a couple jokes on Jen, like when we brought up EDS last week, and then I was like, well, that's Jen. And then I made a point to be like, she's more than just that. Yeah. However, course. like it is a large part of her life. Yes. And it is an intersect of pride month. Yes. Because there's a huge population the community of um the lgbtqia uh, who are you got it on the first try <sighs> wow that was really great <laughs> um sploosh right Ooh. <laughs> that they... <laughs> <'Cause> i'm wet <laughs> i'm so hot over here <laughs> wow i got the vapors <laughs> there's a lot of heat coming from that undercarriage <laughs> Ooh. Do you take a shower when I get out? Oh my god, uh, babe, baby, babe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that it's a it's a great like segue from Pride. Now we're being a little bit more mm-hmm. focused on a certain sect of people. Okay, I just wanted to quickly go over the flag because I thought that what you did for Pride Month was really neat. Going through the colors. Oh, there's a, a there's disability. A dis- yeah, there's a disability pride flag. Okay. What are the colors? A little bit of a ba- little bit of background around the flag. So the original Pride flag was created by Anne McGill in 2019, so very recently. Okay. It underwent a makeover in 2021 because the original design was a zigzag of colors. Okay. They wanted to make sure that um, people who had like epilepsy or who would become dizzy easily mm-hmm. were not triggered by that. Oh, right. So they made it straight. Okay. Um, forward lines. <laughs> forward lines. Well, the flag now has a black background. Okay. And that is to symbolize the um, the disabled people who have died due to neglect, suicide, rebellion, illness, and eugenics. Going to the colors, we've got a red stripe, which is physical disabilities. Okay. Gold for cognitive and intellectual disabilities. White for non-visible and underdosed, underdiagnosed disabilities, uh-huh. which would be your mental illness, uh-huh. which a lot of people don't think about. Like, that is a disability. Um, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. 
Blue is psychiatric disabilities. And then green is sensory disabilities. That's the order that the stripes go in. Okay. Disability Pride Month is celebrated each year in July. Disability Pride initially started as a day of celebration in 1990. That was the year that the Americans with Disability Act was signed into law. Okay. So the ADA. So like when you see like ADA accessible. You know what I think of when I see that? What? ADA accessible. I go, ad accessible. <laughs> no. Yes. Ada accessible. Oh. <laughs> like that's accessible. Ada accessible. I like that. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. I had no idea what it even stood for, but I was like, I know it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, though. That same year, Boston held the first Disability Pride. The first official celebration of Disability Pride Month occurred in July of 2015, which also marked the 25th anniversary of, AD, of the ADA. So since then, uh, countries across the country have celebrated Pride Month with parades and other Wait, festivals. Wait, well, did you say countries across the country? Cities across the <laughs> there country. There we go. <laughs> Let me start over. I was like, hold on, sir. No, it's okay. You can keep going. That was kind of funny. (laughs) Countries across the country. (laughs) Now, what is the America with Disabilities Act? As like, what is it? Yeah. What What is it? What is it? What is what is ADA? (laughs) It prohibits discrimination against people with disabilities in several areas, including employment, transportation, uh, public accommodations, communications, and access to state and local government programs and services. And this is a law? This is a law. Okay. That is really up for debate these days because there is a lot of things that have progressed just like anything else Uh that need to be amended in the ADA. Yeah. And it really just gets put on the back burner. When we talk about the intersection of disabled people with the LGBTQIA, there isn't marriage equality. Right. That's the disconnect. Right. Because if Lars and Jen were to get married, Jen would lose all of her disability benefits. Yeah. And then she would be put on a private insurance with me, which is extremely expensive. Right. I don't currently make enough money to support both of us with that because her bill would be outrageous every month. Right. So, I mean, Jen was just recently in the hospital yesterday. Yeah. We're recording today because she had to go back to the hospital yesterday. Yes. So that is how serious um, this interferes with uh, her life. Yes. That is something that I think us as a society mm-hmm. and the, our country needs to really dive into. Marriage equality is not marriage equality until everyone can marry without any type of repercussions. Yes. And I, as, when you told me that you wanted to do this for this week's episode... I had thought about um, like the negative comments that I hear a lot of people say where it's like, oh, you know, like people are just making things up or, you know, you just you just can't get yourself put together to go to work. It's really sad. And mm-hmm. I just like any system. Sure. I'm I'm sure I'm certain there is somebody out there who is abusing a system of some sort. Mm-hmm. I also feel like rich, white, able bodied straight men are abusing the system to benefit them and keep them rich. So like, oh, yeah, the probability of somebody being on disability the great lengths that person has to go to to get on disability to be qualified and to keep it and maintain it and then like the continuous check-ins every five to ten years Mm -hmm. the amount of people that are able to go through that and still be abusing it at the same time is highly unlikely and so when people say i have a disability and if it's not visually seen, like you mm-hmm. had said earlier, yeah. people, I think, have this ant, which is an automatic negative thought or thinking, oh, like, oh, what is it? What's wrong with you? You know, yeah. you look just fine. Right. And I mean, like, if you didn't see Jen try to walk long distance, you wouldn't know. No. You just think she was a little old lady. 
<laughs> little old lady with a hat on. So when yes. someone says, hey, I have a disability, please try to make those accommodations for them. And mental health issues are also on this list of mm-hmm. disabilities. And yeah. the end game for people with mental health issues that bring problems to them every day, the end game is to get out of that day-to-day fight. And sometimes some people can't fight that on their own for that long like you said going undiagnosed um Mm -hmm. improper treatment where it does put them in a position where they can't actually function like a capitalization slave Mm -hmm. so and that is a huge issue with capitalism because capitalism is stemmed from ableism yeah and i did a paper about this a couple semesters ago for my social inequalities class Uh how ableism and capitalism are completely linked right it goes all the way back to the the way that we colonized the u.s and how we believed that the natives were not like us right the the black community mm-hmm. with slavery it's all it's all intertwined of cis heteropatriarchy right so it's very interesting the web that's all connected with ableism capitalism um racial and like inequalities and everything going back to capitalism and the disabled community and how, especially in the U.S., mm-hmm. it's a huge issue because capitalism breeds in individualism. Mm-hmm. So if you as an individual cannot do what is ex- expected of society mm-hmm. to get up, go to work, some sort of physical labor, not even physical, but intellectually, mm-hmm. you are you're looked at as inferior. And this day and age, I am really fearful that eugenics is going to be I shouldn't be fearful, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with the pandemic, mm-hmm. COVID-19 really lifted the veil on a lot of eugenic. Capitalistic greed. Yeah, capitalistic greed, but also some, like, this eugenics mindset that, well, if you can't survive it, then you're just, it, like, it's Survival just going to weed fittest. out. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to weed out the people who can't contribute to our capitalistic society. Right. And it's so funny how so many people who... Um, have physical disabilities that prevent them from being able to go to work, chances are they were not given the time of day to have a job to be able to work remotely. And then all of a sudden, COVID happened, and then everybody that had jobs are now working remotely. And there are more people who, again, are more able-bodied individuals who have more remote working from home jobs, where those would have been perfect for a lot of people with a lot of disabilities. Right. Everybody has a purpose. Right. But there's no more sense of community within American society. Like you said, the individualism. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm, I'm no, I have to look out for me and nobody else can right. look out for me. Right. Boom. Sorry, keep going. I, ha- also, I have to just ramble and keep going that. In Indiana, there is, I mean, I'm sure every, there's other states that do something similar to the state of Indiana where there's work credits. Yeah. So when an individual who is younger, so if we're talking about, um, ableism at its finest. It's how we look at younger individuals who are unable to work and who are potentially could become disabled. Yes. Because of like a medical condition. So in the state of Indiana, you have to have a certain number of work credits to be able to actually get on disability. There's two different types of disability. There is the um, SSI, which is a social security income disability. Mm-hmm. And then there's SSDI, Okay. Which is the lifelong government-funded um, social security disability benefit. Okay. SSI is a, is temporary. Mm-hmm. So once a person is given that aid, they have to reapply yes. every few years just to make sure that they can, quote-unquote, 
not work, still can't work. Mm-hmm. SSD eyes, once it's through, it's through forever. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't ever have to like worry about looking for a job or having to look for a job mm-hmm. to prove to prove that your your disability is keeping you from working. Right. Jenny is on SSI, mm-hmm. and the reason why that she was only able to be on SSI is because she didn't get enough work credits mm-hmm. by the time that she applied. Yes. If she worked for another six months, mm-hmm. she would have been able to go to SSDI. Yeah. Which is incredibly frustrating Mm -hmm. because if you think about it anybody who's able 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 bodied could become disabled in a minute yes and the state of indiana is a state that works quote unquote that's their motto the state that works that we're a state that works did you know that i did not know that like that is the ssi like motto a state that works that's disgusting so we think about hunger games (laughs) (laughs) We're thinking about Hunger Games and like post-apocalyptic. That creeps me out. Yeah. So when we knew that Jenny wasn't going to be able to work anymore, Mm -hmm. like we were like, let's apply. Yeah. So we did. And she was denied, of course. Uh Not because of her, like it was because of her disability. It was very hard to diagnose. Yeah. So it wasn't very like known. Like it wasn't like your run of the mill, like big disability that everybody like you like, yeah, yeah, you can't work, obviously, if you got X, Y, Z. Right. And also because she was very young. And the state of Indiana, the state that works, mm-hmm. ableism. Right. If you're young, there's nothing wrong with you. You're too old to be having those problems. Right. What's wrong with you? You're just lazy? What's going on? You know? So yeah. Um, we had to hire a lawyer. And the lawyer did it pro bono. And it was a long six months of just finding documents, going, like, Jenny went to a couple hearings, having to work with a lawyer and talk about your whole fucking life story. Yeah. Um, It'd be, it's a very vulnerable moment for somebody to have to be that open with almost a complete stranger about a lot of personal things, and then to have to take all of that to court and then defend yourself. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that we're, we're talking strictly on, like, somebody that has a history of, like, SA or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yes, I know that that is not something that, like, anybody could just do. Yeah. When she finally got that aid, it was a huge, like, relief, but still it came with a lot of reservations because they could potentially drop her from it if they felt like she didn't meet the requirements moving Mm -hmm. forward. Um, She doesn't have to like actively search for a job, Mm -hmm. but they could still like go through like another five years and be like, ah, you don't really meet the requirements so we can drop you. So at any moment she could be without any health insurance Mm -hmm. for me. Like that creates a lot of anxiety, Yeah, but she's been on it for a while and she has like really great doctors who are Mm -hmm. able to work with, the insurance companies, things like that to get things documented and really well taken care of. But it's, it, I, I just felt like it was important to talk about these things. Um, cause I don't think a lot of people know how in depth that it is mm-hmm. and how it, how, how it can affect people's just well being in their way of life mm-hmm. and how strict these laws can be. Because like you said earlier, like, Oh, it's easy to be on disability. It's easy for people to be lazy. It's easy for them just to work off the system, but that's mm-hmm. not true. Like, Yes, we do have people who just because they're old mm-hmm. can be on disability or they have a very, unfortunately, like a very common illness that keeps them from working mm-hmm. and that technically they could still work and they do and right. then they have extra income. Right. That I totally understand. That's very frustrating. And it's almost like a society will 
accept somebody who is on disability if they look or sound or have proof that they have a specific amount of like working years of experience or mm-hmm. if they're a certain age. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay, like I can understand that. But like for somebody who is as young as Jenna's and then for someone to look at her and, and, and to think like, why do you need that? Right. You know? And also I'm not, again, like I'm not here to speak on behalf of anybody who is on disability so back to when like when we were talking about mental health concerns being a part of the disability community a disability is something that interferes with your ability to live a societal normal functioning able-bodied life right and if that means not having anxiety depression bipolar disorder obsessive compulsive disorder um you know, schizophrenia, um, PTSD. A lot of people will look at like old white men and, and like, oh, it's okay for you to have that, but like anybody else, like, mm-hmm. oh, but you're you're not a veteran. I remember the first time I told somebody that I had been given my first diagnosis of PTSD, and um, they were like, well, what you got? That's what happened to you. That was so bad that you've got that. Every I feel like every single person has some sort of trauma related, right? PTSD. Yeah, I mean, we all went through fucking COVID together. Yeah, that's and collective if, trauma. And if you, oh my god, we all fucking trauma bonded together. Yes, we did. Disgusting. If you, <laughs> and you know, like, hey, if that wasn't a traumatic event for you, like you, you breezed through the entire thing with not with us without a single worry. I would like for you to email us at typicallydivergentpod. Yes, and I would please. like at gmail dot com, and I would like for, to uh, officially give you a some sort of um like diagnosis, like off my couch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, because I mean, at some points, every everybody had to have experienced some sort of anxiousness or fear or worry, death. whether if what death or if grief, or if it mm-hmm. was, if it wasn't about yourself, just maybe like the world or like you were just concerned, there's a little bit of trauma there. But anyway, so I'm not speaking on behalf of the disabled, disabled community, but mm-hmm. I am speaking on behalf of a person who has a disability. And right. I don't even remember where I was going to fucking go with all of that. <laughs> But I was like, oh, that's, that's okay. what I wanted to say was that I am speaking on this on behalf of that. But I feel like I was going to say something else right after that. Um, well, I'll piggyback on that, too, because I, I want to preface yeah. that I am not here to speak as a spokesperson for the disabled community because I'm able bodied. Correct. Well, we are. We are. I'm able bodied, but I do have mental illnesses that do prohibit me from being completely functional. OK, there we go. So yes. that, that is what Lars said. <clears throat> same. My, my physical structure is fine yeah so obviously i have aches and pains because i'm just getting old right because we <laughs> we do continuous we do work repetitive yeah actions yes. that over time will eventually wear and tear your body down right yes and when we talked about for pride month i don't want allies i want accomplices that's that's where i'm at with this this the disabled community i really want to help bring their their story to the forefront Okay, perfect. Well, here is a call to action, folks. If yeah, you so. if you have a disability of some sort and you would be interested in sharing um, how that affects your life, yes. uh, you can email us at typicallydivergentpod at gmail.com. If you want to remain anonymous, that is totally fine. If you want, at least, if anything, any even if you want anonymity or not, please give us your pronouns. Absolutely. Currently, right now, the Restoration Act Mm-hmm. Disability Restoration Act um, has been put forward and has died in the House and okay. the Senate numerous times in the past three or four years. Okay. 
So this act would give marriage equality to all disabled Americans, regardless of what status they are with their aid. Okay. It would also improve securities. And I have reached out to Jenny and I have reached out to the White House about this mm-hmm. to keep looking at it because the ADA is not serving anyone anymore. The Disabilities Act that was passed in 1990, like it's outdated. <clears throat> it needs to be completely redone. Well, I mean, imagine the amount of like science and knowledge that we have with different diagnoses mm-hmm. in the last, you said 1990. Mm hmm. So in the last, what, 33 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it needs to be updated. Yeah, Is there um, um, a specific website or something that I can add to the link tree? Yes. Okay, so... I can get that to you. Okay, so when this episode comes out, Lars would have given me the link to that link tree, and mm-hmm. it will be underneath or around somewhere on there. Um, but uh, if anybody is interested in helping us help the disability community... Yes. The disabled community, uh, please give that a link. Yes. What and do we do? We need to reach out to our representatives okay. um, and our senators and ask them to revisit this bill. And I can like lay all that out, what that sounds like. Okay. We can even write it up and be like, this is what you say when you get to the, somebody on the phone, when you call your senator or your representative. Okay. Because it's going to be, it's going to be brought up again. Okay. They're planning on this. There's a committee that's already planning on bringing it up again. Okay. And Jennifer is actually a really great resource too. So uh-huh. I can post her information because she's on Instagram. She's got all this information okay. about it. And she's trying to really get the word out there. She's been doing a really great job with advocating for herself and for her community. Yeah, You can get involved that way. And anytime that you see something when you're out and about in, in your local communities that is not ADA accessible, call the ADA. Yeah. If you see anything... Or if you are in a wheelchair yourself, or if you are on some sort of helping, like walking aid, or if you have a cane and there's something that's making your life harder, please speak up. Mm-hmm. Don't just take it. Even if it's a sidewalk that's uneven, it's our job to take care of each other. And it's the government's job to take care of you. Yeah, because if you're paying your taxes to the IRS, which is not linked with the government. <laughs> Here we go again, that rabbit hole. Income tax is not constitutional. But somehow people are like, I pay my taxes, which means I pay their bills, which means I have a right to say something. And democracy is any real democracy anymore these days. Right. Yeah. <sighs> also, also, you guys, if anybody wants to talk real quick for just a hot second. Yes, I know that. Let's do it. I know that cocaine was found in the most secured building in all of America. <laughs> I don't know how no, it got there. No sugar? Is that what they call it? Booger sugar. Booger sugar. <laughs> some, boog- some booger sugar. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Booger sugar. Uh, they call it snow if you're like, because you call it going skiing because you got lines. Uh-uh. Um, I understand that that was found at the White House recently under Biden's administration. You know what? I really don't give a fuck because you know what? Trump tried to overthrow the government, okay? And that's the tea, y'all. Mm-hmm. And that's the tea. And if you've seen what's his face is Leonardo's butthole, I hope, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's something that you enjoyed. Bless your screen. Jesus. That's all right. Also, like what kind of end game, not end game, end of the world apocalypse scenario would you survive in? Yes. I want to know. I want to hear from those for the fallout. I'm really curious. Yeah. Like if you. Heather, email me. Yeah. Heather, please. Heather, please. Heather, please. please. Also, if if you just want to say something to us, even if it's a hi emoji. Oh, um, we did recently get um a message from a listener 
Um, I do not have their permission to, I don't have his permission to say his name or bring him up on the show because I didn't say, Hey, can I bring this up on the show? But, um, he did send me a queer owned, um, therapy, uh, counseling group. Ooh, good. Um, that does EMDR. They (gasps) are called ally counseling and consulting. Uh, this is found at 203 West Wayne street, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 46802. Phone number is 260-333. Nine seven zero three, or you can find them um, Ally 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 Counseling Consulting dot com. If um, yes, Ally Counseling Consulting dot com. If anybody uh, needs a safe place to uh, yeah dump their shit, that's important. Yes, so and I'm sure we could put that on our our posts too. Yes, our episode be, link. It'll be in the description description of this episode. I'm glad they reached out. Hell yes, yeah. I am too. So thank you. I still got to figure out what I'm going to do with, with Erica first. Yeah. I got, we got to figure that out first. Yeah. Before. So anyway, so yeah, <laughs> sorry. Another sad note that we bring can't, it up. Can't so remember sorry. why I, I can't remember how we started going off. Is there anything else more you want to talk about uh disability month? I think I got everything that I needed to say out. Okay. For now. <laughs> oh, and anybody, I, um, something that really drives me the absolute most bonkers. And when I used to work at, a place that rhymes with bar stucks. We had a lot of people that would park in the handicap spot specifically, let's say to go order people, um, people who use a uh, food ordering, sharing rides, all that used to be called Uber eats and now DoorDash and all those other ones. Um, they would use those um, handicapped parking spots often and police officers i've seen it a lot police officers i've seen it very often where it's like i'm just just going in really quick i don't care Mm -hmm. if somebody who is disabled were to pull into this parking spot and pull pull into this parking lot right at this very second they would immediately see that somebody else who does not have the right to be a park a a parking placard right Mm -hmm. if, if they do not have the right to be in that spot that disabled person, I mean, like, you know, it's like the golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I really go back. I'm going to go on a small tangent. Do it. I really go back. Sometimes I really go back to um, a moment in when I was in driver's education where the guy was like, we're going to talk about how important it is to drive safe because how it could affect somebody's day. And it went down. To, it, it, it was like, let's say you cut somebody off. Now they're going to go do this. And then that person can do this. And that person do this. It's like the chain of commands, right? Of mm-hmm. like how all of those things, not chain of commands, but the 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 reaction to an action and how it can negatively affect all these people because like you were in a hurry and you cut somebody off. Think about how that person already probably feels about themselves. Cause I'm sure there's probably a lot of shame around people coming out and saying like, I am on disability because of what American society is like, Ooh, you need, you're lazy. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking park in those spots. Cause it's not for you. It's not for you. And it Unless brings you got a placard. Yes. And it, really does affect their independence and the blue stripes is not for mm-hmm. you to park in either that is for if they have a van yes and i don't care if the van next to you does not have a thing that a ramp that comes out because whatever for whatever reason you know of this information you're going to still park there anyway i don't fucking care it's not for you to it's not for you to be there yeah and i don't care if you're a motorcycle i'll knock it over <laughs> <laughs> i don't care if you got a motorcycle i will knock it over <laughs> I will knock it that, over. Ooh, that tea was piping hot. Yes. Also, real quick, going back to when you're out and about in your local communities and saying something and bringing it to the attention of the city when there's something that's making your life harder, go after the businesses, man. Yep. If they do not follow the ADA standard and you're not able to shop, eat, go to the bathroom, 
get inside, leave, it's a violation of your human rights. If they're a small business, res- re- respectfully, respectfully talk to the owner. If it's a corporation, you call the corporation headline. Yes. Headline, hotline. Hotline, yes. Because it is their job as a business owner to adhere to the ADA guidelines. Yes. That's the T. That's the T. <laughs> oh, damn. Thanks for listening to um, me rant and rave and um, bring some attention to that subject that needs to be talked about. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) You're so welcome. I feel like I wanted to tell you something else. Is that a cold sore on your lip? Where? No, I don't have cold sores. You don't get cold sores, but you got warts on the bottom of your feet? I've never had a cold sore. I have had so many cold sores. I have never had one. Interesting. Lucky you. (laughs) That face. That was the tea. (laughs) Uh, There's a weird jump cut. There was a very private conversation (laughs) that has recently happened. Yeah. Um, But it was involving mothers. And that was... That was really funny what you did tell me, though. Mm-hmm. Not funny as in like, haha, but like, but like the irony. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Uncomfortable. Anyway, I was going to tell her something, but it's not even that cool. My dog ate cat poop, you guys. Damn. We, we, got, a, we got a shitty problem in this house. That's what it was. Yeah. He's been, I shit my pants. Dozer eats shit. We asked the Alexa. <laughs> I was like, why does my why does my dog eat cat poop? What did it say? It smells it smells rich and it's irresistible. The irresistibly rich smell um, attracts dogs and um, it's a great high protein snack. Is that really what it said? Yeah. That's why Toad that's why Toad must sometimes eat his own poop. Uh, we had a pug that ate his own shit. I, t- I he he only does it sometimes, but when he does it, I try to like immediately like be like, no, no, that is naughty town. No. <laughs> that the, that, is the, nasty. This is this is how far we've come with society and taking care of animals. The vet told us to put chili flakes in his food so that when he pooped, he wouldn't eat it. But he ate he ate a bowl of dog food with chili flakes in it once, pooped, didn't eat his poop, but he would never eat his dog food after he wouldn't eat his dog food after that because because it's the it, it's gonna cause it's still his, hot. It's still hot. Yeah. Who said that? This vet? Uh-huh. Fuck that vet. Stupid ass. Stupid ass. Whatever. That's dumb. All right, guys. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us this week. We love you so much. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Go through this every start. single week. <laughs> Let's just start that over. <laughs> I'm just thinking about how bad I gotta be. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. You guys, we love you so much. Love you so much. And you'll see us next Monday. And this is us signing out. Bye. Bye.